Hello, Malcolm here, and thank you for watching the video or listening to the podcast of the Watford Church of Christ. We're currently preaching and teaching through our five church aspirations, as we call them, to be God-focused, to be relationship-based, to enable our children to become Christians, to be always free but spiritual, and fifthly, to toil to build the church well. And those spell great. We want to be a great church to God's glory. So we're beginning 2018 by focusing on these, preparing our hearts and minds to be ready for the year ahead. If you've got any thoughts on any of these topics, then please leave a comment, contact us via the Facebook page, the website, the Twitter feed, and so on. We hope you enjoy what you're about to see and hear. That's that over here. All right. How are you all doing? Thank you so much for the opportunity to let me speak today. Um, we are talking today about toiling to build the church well. Um, there's a, yeah, there's a lot to be said about this. Brian and I had to think about this, and we thought, you know, actually, the title very nicely leads into the three points that we want to talk about. I mean, it's as if the title was written for us, but no. So we're going to talk about toiling and what that's about. We're going to talk about building the church, and in that we mean building the church as opposed to building something else. And we're also going to be talking about doing it well and how that looks like, what that is, how we do that. But uh, before we do, can we please pray together uh, just to ask God to really uh, speak to us today as we look at his scriptures. My Father God, you are the most holy and gracious God, and we are at the foot of your, of your throne room, at, of your throne, of your feet, Lord, and we come before you humbly, Lord. We know that we are, we are few in numbers sometimes. We are few in numbers right now. But we know that we two or three are gathered in your name. You are here with us. And we know that, Father, today. We know that your spirit is moving amongst us. We know that there are, there are prompts and things that you want us to, to hear and to feel and to see from your scriptures. And I pray, Lord, that you will speak through me and all of us who is going to speak today uh, just to make your will known to us, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, toiling. Is any one of us unfamiliar with the concept of toiling, I wonder? Um, for those of you who don't know, toil is to engage in hard and continuous work and to labor arduously. I mean, um, I don't think any of us are unfamiliar with the concept of toiling. I think uh, most of us pretty much toil all the time. We toil at work, we toil with our kids, with our toddlers, um, we toil at bath time and toothbrushing time, we toil to get up in the morning. Um, it, is, it is hard. Toil. Life is sometimes a toil. If you ask me what is toiling, my mind probably goes to immediately to DIY in the house. <laughs> I absolutely, I'm not going to use the word hate, but dis, dislike it very, very much. I dislike it very much. <laughs> um, gardening. What are those other things? Man, it is cold, it is wet, it is back-breaking, and if we can just concrete the whole lot, no. that'll be awesome. That'll be awesome. I mean, not, not too long ago, our back garden looked like that. Okay, it was, it was an overwhelming sight. Right, on the left-hand side is building rubble lying all over the place. That black thing you see over there is actually our dog. Where's the little? There. 
That is after he rolled in something very, very black. That was some toiling in itself to get that off. It took a few weeks, but he is clean again. So I was totally overwhelmed. If you ask me, look at that, I was just like, oh my goodness. We, we don't have any money to pay to get this done. What, you know, can we just, what are we going to do? I mean, my father-in-law once came to visit from South Africa. And he, we came from the plane, he got out the car, and he said, right, for the sake of your reputation in the neighborhood, show me where your gardening stuff is. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and he just immediately started, started doing stuff in the garden there. So, but anyway, it was, it was really hard. But then our good friend Penny, who's not here today, is she ill? Not feeling well? With her mom. She came over and she gave us just a little bit of hope. She gave us a plan. And a plan, I think, is what we needed. So we started to toil, right? Okay, let me show you some toiling. There we go. Raphael toiling very hard in the garden. Some more toiling going on over there. That's me on the right hand side there. And then, and then very, very, after, after, an entire night's work. You can't see it all that clearly. But I was up until about, until about 2 a.m. in the morning, just before this. Now, this backbreaking, some of you guys can, can testify to the backbreakingness of this. Simon was there, Malcolm was there, right? Rock hard, backbreaking soil. It took weeks. Late after work at night, I come home early in the morning. Um, anyway, 2 a.m., it looked like that. Seeded and leveled. And now we wait, right? And I wait. And I'm like, no, I did this all wrong. All of that work was for nothing. I clearly didn't prepare the soil well enough. Weeks went by. And of course, eventually, look at that. A beautiful, green, lush lawn. But anyway, it was back-breaking. That's right. No one was allowed to walk on that grass for like months, okay? The poor dog had nowhere to go. He had a little, a little, little, the dog had a little cage on the right-hand side. He could go around there and do whatever he needs to do over there, but he's not allowed there. So that was a rule. Anyway, I really do believe that God intends for us to be toiling on earth. I mean, it's, I don't know anyone who does not toil. I mean, we're toiling, we work hard. He did say in Genesis, by the sweat of your brow you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you will return. Now, I don't know what would have happened if Adam and Eve did not fall for the, for the devil's schemes, if it would have been different or not. It might have been. The fact is, here we are, and it's not, right? It happens, and this is what we have. We are, we are, we are toilers. But... Um, Even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. The one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. I love the scripture. Um, it is so true. But I think it just goes to show that we are, we are meant to, to work. We are meant to work hard even. Now, physical toiling is a fact of life. But of course, Jesus also speaks about toiling in his kingdom. Toiling in his church. Now, if you have the background of what it is to be hard-working, back-breaking work, let's apply that to working in God's church, toiling to build the church well. Paul said to Timothy, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. 
for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. That is why we labor and strive. Why This is why we labor and strive. Because we have put our hope in the living God, who is a savior of all people, and especially of those who believe. You know, working in the vineyard of the Lord is, is hard work. It's toiling. And there's something for me about acceptance in terms of, you know, we can, we can moan and argue and complain about the hard work we have to do even to earn a living, right? Or we can just say, you know what, I just accept that. That's just, that's just life. And, and in this case, we are, if we talk about toiling in the kingdom of God, sure, toiling for ourselves, we put food on the table. What is our motivation for toiling in God's kingdom, for toiling in his church? And I think motivation is very important. Otherwise, we're just doing things. You know, I hate saying to Raphael, just do it because I said so. You know, I don't, I don't like that line. I, I, I want him, now he's only three, but I want him to understand. I hate being told, just do it because I said so. And I bet God doesn't tell us, just do it because I said so. You know, God knows what he's doing. Jesus knew what he was doing. The Bible is true and accurate. Now, sure, spiritual motivation, the gratitude for Jesus, for what he did for us, that we can be with him, that is, of course, that is a, that is a major motivation for why we do what we do. And sometimes, though, when, when my faith is a bit weak, then that isn't always completely, that doesn't always hit the spot for me. I know I should be grateful, but, ah, oh, stuff, you know? Because faith clearly is being sure of what you hope for, certain of what you do not see. So if I don't have that faith, sometimes I struggle a bit. For me, what helps in that situation is I go back to, to science. I go back to... The concept, for example, of evolution. Now, whether evolution is an accurate way that we got to the place where we are, whether it's proven or not, I don't really know. But what I do know is that by chance, complete random chance for us to be here, that is just, my, my brain cannot conceptualize that concept. The fact that male and female somehow evolved at the same time, at some point, to connect in just the right way. If you look at all the things that have to be just right, in just the right place, that is just my mind cannot comprehend that for organs to, to have evolved. So yes, maybe evolution, but surely not without the hand of God. My mind cannot see that. And then going back even further, I mean, how, did we even, how are we even here? Now, some say the Big Bang, sure. Now, let's say the Big Bang is, a, is an accurate concept. I don't know, right? Maybe it is, maybe it's not. I think probably it is. But then again, by random, it created all these galaxies and universes and all these little round sphere-like things all, all around this massive universe. And by the way, they're all sphere-like. For some reason, they randomly all became little balls. I don't know how that happened. And stars. And then our little one, third rock from the sun, where we are at, Everything happened exactly... So anyway, my mind boggles. All I'm saying is I cannot accept that that is purely by chance. So for me, that, of course, there's a creator. And if there's a creator, then I go a little bit forward to the current 4,000, 5,000 years or so, and there are so many archaeological evidences to show that the Bible, this book that we read, this word of God is true and accurate. And if it's true and accurate, then I'm going to believe what it says. And that brings me back to my faith again. That brings me back to the motivation for the toiling that I want to do um, in, in God's church. 
you know, there's an old saying, I mean, maybe you've heard the saying, if it is not worth dying for, it's not worth living for. And I don't know how accurate, I mean, again, people have different views on that. For me, that's quite true. I like doing things kind of all or nothing. It's either everything or it's not at all, I'm wasting my time. Um, God's kingdom, his church, is certainly worth dying for and is most certainly worth living for. You know, this is, as many of you know, I work as a, as a therapist, and the thing that people come, come to me with over and over again when they're in states of depression or anxiety is what, what am I living for? What is, what is the purpose of life, you know? Um, and for some, it's, they think it's maybe relationships, and they find out it's not that. For some, even, they think it's family. Um, and then even then, they find, they find themselves disappointed. And I'm sitting there thinking, of course, it is living for God. It is understanding this. It is, it is feeling this. It is knowing this. This is why we toil. You know, this is why we grasp the strength and the hope and the meaning that lies in toiling for the church, toiling, toiling for God's kingdom. Because of what we know, because of what we read, because of what we know is true. You know, most of us can quote this, this verse probably that says, so do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. So the question I ask myself is, how balanced is my toiling? How balanced is our toiling? Because we toil for different things. Now, Perhaps toiling for money and you know, wealth or whatever those things are are not that far removed from toiling for God's kingdom if we have our balance right, if we have our mindset in the right place. But gosh, I mean, toiling, I've certainly been feeling the toil in the last, I would say, a few months. Um, I guess, I mean, financially, I've felt the toil. No, it's been, it's been great to have Robin at home with the kids for the, last, for the last year on maternity leave, but it puts a strain on the finances. And I've been toiling. I've been toiling weekends and late nights and early mornings. And Rafa's going through sometimes a difficult time, sometimes a great time. Sometimes Zachary's sleeping, sometimes he's not sleeping. Mostly he's not sleeping. Mostly he's not sleeping. And I just... I just sometimes get to a point where I'm like, oh, what, how are we, we going to do this? It feels like a toil. And I think if I, if I shift my balance a bit, my balance about, you know, what am I toiling for? What is, what is my focus? I think that helps. But yes, how is, our, how is our, our toil balance? I think is the question. Number two, building the church. So we say building the church because we can toil to build many things, right? But how is our toiling when it comes to building the church? Because that is part of our toiling here on earth, right? That is our, that is our charge given to us by Jesus. And I would really love to hear your thoughts about what you think it means to toil to build the church. What is build the church? If you think about that concept, what comes to mind for you? Toiling, hard work to build the church? What comes to mind? What do you think? I'll give you a moment. I know it's hard. 
It's toil to figure this out. Simon? Bricks. Spiritual bricks. So what are those spiritual bricks? Yes. Uh huh. And when you build the church, what Christ expects you to do is to go into all nations and to people mm. in love to Christ and uh, increase the number of people that is born to the kingdom of God, whereby leading people to eternity and things like that. Sure. You're thinking about Jesus' final charge to his disciples when he says, Go and make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. So that's definitely part of our toil. Can you think of anything else? Toiling to build the church. Think about what the church is. Yes. Um, sort of being focused on doing the right thing, even when it's hard work. Yeah. So you, toiling isn't, you know, it's like, oh, I'll do it when it's nice. You've got to do it when it's, you've got to do it all the time. Doing what you need to do, even though. It's not, you may not be always pleasant. It may not be always pleasant. Okay. Welcome. But I think making our gifts available to other people hmm. in the church or even outside, but you know, whatever we've been given by God, making it available, especially when toiling is the making it available when I don't feel like it or I'm already a bit tired or stressed yeah. or something like that. Yeah, because it's funny how we... You know, we toil for our job because we absolutely have to, and then it's easier to not use those same talents always for the church, right? Any other thoughts? It's fine, I'll... I'll it's okay. <laughs> so over the last few weeks, um, since we've heard about the topic, I've been thinking quite a lot about it, and to be honest... I suppose lying awake a little bit and evaluating, toiling to build the church. So I think as Shah was saying, we've, we've both been thinking a lot about how the toiling that we see in our own lives, but just to survive really, I'll be honest. Um, and I think also if I look around our congregation, we're not big, so we know what's going on in each other's lives. Um, we see the toiling that everyone else is doing just to survive really. I think about the number of people who have parents who are ill, um, financial troubles, I think about young families and juggling work, new jobs, trying to prove yourself, you know, all these things that we're going through, sleeplessness, um, multiple children and figuring out what they need in terms of their character, and I mean, just getting food on the table, you know, just making it, I, I can imagine the number, well, I know myself, the number of times I've half-written texts and then seen someone on Sunday that I started the text last Sunday when they went to church, and then, you know, you feel guilty for, I suppose, I feel like how ineffective I am because of how much I toil just to, I suppose, survive and get food on the table. And, and if I think about what I might have accomplished in terms of the serving or the Bible studies or the outward focus and the having people into our homes and other times of my life, and I, I feel like how little I almost have the emotional energy for things now. And I look around at our congregation and I, I, I must say I see a mirror of that. I see a mirror of us just trading water really to survive. And 
I wouldn't say that if I look at all of us, I say we see we're toiling to build the church. I feel like we're toiling to build, you know, to survive, toiling just to trade water. Um, and I think um, all the things we're speaking about now in terms of building the church, and, and I know too that having a good marriage and, um, you know, um, um, being parents and, you know, putting food into our children's mouths is, is part of what God wants us to do. I mean, there's the scriptures about being busy at home as women, and I, I appreciate that. And I, I know too that God has compassion on us as we struggle to live. Um, but I, I think I have been thinking, and I, I suppose I, I want to have more conversations as a church, how we can think about how we're giving emotional energy, headspace, thought time, to how we can use our gifts, as Malcolm said, for each other, how we really can be building our, our church um, in Watford well and our relationships. Um, the scripture that Charles and I often speak about is the one in Mark 4 about the parable of the soils, about how the seeds that are sown among thorns that hear the word, but the worries of this, this life and the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things come in and, and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Um, and I suppose what this opportunity for this sermon has given is just the opportunity to think a bit about what are the worries of this life that can be choking me and choking what I can be doing for God and making me unfruitful. And I know there isn't a clear divide, as I said, between building the church and building our marriages and our families. That's all very important. Um, and, um, but I think we can sometimes fall in the trap of working really hard at the one and neglecting the other. Um, and um, sometimes the blessings that God gives us of family and work and home need to be cleaned and fed and you know, it's become almost the excuses for us and the worries that take him away from, take us away from doing what he might want us to do. Um, that was what I wanted to share. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. Because, are you all right? Yeah. I mean, by default, we are toiling. All of us are toiling by default. I think the question maybe is, is are we toiling to build the church or are we simply toiling? As I said, the things that we do to put food on the table can, can very well be the toil for the church as well because after all, we are people. The church is made up of people and I want to encourage you and myself to think about these things as not separate. They are not separate necessarily. But we can most certainly be toiling for the church, which includes all those things, or simply be toiling. And the one is absolutely meaningless. And the one is completely meaningful. Now, the one is totally in vain, where the other one is not in vain. This passage in, in Psalm 127, Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the gods stand watch in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Are you toiling to build the church or simply toiling? Final point, be building well. You know, if you're going to build, if you're going to toil, you know, and we will ap apply that toiling to building the church, Let's do it well. Now, what I want to propose today is, is just the, the fact that we cannot be doing this on our own strength. And that this is not about how well am I doing and how much am I doing and how much am I keeping myself accountable or keeping others accountable. Although there is a place for that. I'm not saying there's not a place for that thing because 
let's be honest, the, the, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak very often, right? And a bit of encouragement, just like the fact that my boss might not give me my salary check if I don't show up at work. There's an accountability there. It helps us. Accountability does help, but that is not the main focus here. The main focus is we cannot do this on our own strength. We can't. We can do this when we are filled with the Spirit of God. We can do this when we have our eyes on Jesus and our eyes on Him. In fact, no, not that one, that one, I'm there, right. It does not, therefore, depend on human desire or efforts, but on God's mercy. It does not depend on how strong we are, how good we are, how intelligent we are, or any of those things. I think we will be working hard if we are doing it because of God's grace and because of our faith in Him. You know, it makes us think, maybe think of the song, Come Fill My Cup Up and Let It Overflow. You know, we sing that and we ask God, come and fill up my cup, please. Please come and, come and do this for me because we cannot, I cannot. I'm reminded now of that passage where Jesus was talking to the rich young ruler and he said to him, well, now we can enter the kingdom of God. And they, now what did he say? Go sell all your things, then come follow me. And the disciples ask him at some point, but, but Jesus, then who will be saved? Because they were like, this is impossible. And Jesus tells them, well, yes, actually it is. You know, this is impossible, but it's not impossible through God. And your own strength is impossible. This is why Jesus died for us. I'm thinking of the, the comparisons between Scripture sometimes or the apparent conflicts where on the one hand Jesus says be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect right I mean gosh you can do that and then also we read in in first John I believe it is where where, um, where John says whoever claims to be without sin is a liar and the truth is not in him I'm paraphrasing it's in first John somewhere so there's a kind of a comparison how does that work well it's because of the very fact that Jesus died for us because of His mercy, that we can be filled with His Spirit, that we can be one with God, that we can, in fact, be perfect. We are perfect because Jesus' blood has washed us clean. If we accept Him, if we accept that, that gift that is given us, then we can indeed be perfect, and then we are perfect in the eyes of God. Paradox there, but it's, a, it's an interesting one to think about and to meditate on, is what, what does this mean? But I just really think that, I mean, this is a passage for me that is just, it has been with me since, since I became a Christian. What is it now? About 20 years ago. It is one that I wrestle with and that I struggle with and that I don't always understand and that I go through times of begging God to help me understand this, this concept where Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Now often I try this, please God give me rest, and I walk away from there and I start panicking about a deadline or a something. However, th this, is, this is what I want to live, this is what I want to be. I want to understand this, I want to know that I go to Jesus and He gives me rest. Then if you think about our toils, or the toiling we do, it becomes slightly insignificant. Yes, it's hard and it's tough, but we accept it. We accept it as a toil that is just part of our existence. 
and that we toil for the church because we are motivated by the love of Christ. So, I do want us to think about, I think it's useful to think about, you know, how are we getting our cups filled by God? Because even that takes a bit of discipline sometimes. It takes a bit of discipline to allow God and Jesus to fill our cups. It takes a discipline to take those moments to be silent, to be quiet. Take the moments to be still. Take the moments to be calm and to listen to God. You know, life is busy and the world is loud. And God's voice is in a whisper. You know, he wasn't in the wind or in the storm. He was in the whisper. And Moses, when he was in that place, when he heard God, he was calm. In humility, he came to God in reverence and he heard. It's in a whisper. Our lives are crazy. This is what Ban and I have been talking about as we thought about all of you here and us. We thought about our church. We thought about individual couples and families and situations, and we thought, oh my word, this, this is overwhelming. And we hear the overwhelmingness from you. We hear it in, and, and I see it in my kind of text messages just at the end, just almost as I'm about to get to a, I think we're going to make it for the midweek men's meeting, and I'm still in Ealing, and the traffic is an hour and a half. I feel it. I feel the toil. I see the toil in your messages. I'm ill. I'm sick. My child is ill. My, my wife is ill. Um, I have to work. I just can't make it. The traffic, the trains, the, you know, there's a, we, we feel it. I feel it. And I think I want us to think about, you know, where, I mean, and I don't even know how to put this other than the toiling balance or the something, but as we are toiling, what is the focus? Maybe that's the best way to put it. As we are toiling, what is the focus? And how much are we able to allow those times to be still and to be calm and to let God fill our cups? And so what's the church? This is what we want to aspire to. It says, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm and let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. This is not an easy aspiration to follow. No, let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the Lord's work. Again, with man this is impossible, but not with God. With God, all things are possible. Our motivation is that we are not doing this in vain. And with the Spirit leading us, with us allowing the Spirit to lead us, it is God's work, God's work, and it is for His glory and His glory only. Amen. Thank you very much.